And good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the 1030 The Voice studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Uh, and to Mr. Matt Neely, making the magic happen on the other side of the glass, and our guest in studio, Sam K. Mack. Happy Friday Eve. That's what we call Thursday around here. <laughs> it is Friday Eve. Uh, we made, we almost made it, uh, and, that, and 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 that was as good of an intro on accident as I think to our, our conversation here. Here's the lay of the land, and we'll we'll jump right in. Sam Kamak is with us at the top of the hour for the first couple segments. A local government reporter uh, for the Arizona Daily Star has written, I think, uh, a few really good pieces asking the right questions on key issues in Tucson and uh, we read his we read his work in the Daily Star and I wanted to hear it in his real voice uh, with us this morning uh, after that um, the team from uh, Living Streets Alliance will be with us to talk about Seclovia the day in Tucson where we shut down streets so people can cycle walk and be together on our roadways it's a huge event it's something that's on around the world. We do it here in Tucson as well, and it's coming up in just a few weeks, so we'll have that conversation uh, as well. But I want to jump right in because there is no shortage of conversation. Sam Kamak, good to see you, man. Been yeah, a, good to see you. It, it's for a, me. been a it could been a couple months, I think. Yeah, about that. Sounds yeah, good. get you a little closer to the mic just so we can. Okay. We can. There we All go. Good? <laughs> that okay. sounds good. So uh, you're the local government reporter for the Arizona Daily Star. Um, you're not uh, an opinion writer, so I'm not going to no. push you in that direction. However, I like to say on the show, I try to look at things and create the storyline and the trend. Uh, you wrote a piece in the Daily Star last week, Tucson hires pricey firm to craft climate plan, earlier efforts stuck in limbo. A few weeks ago, you wrote a piece, two years in, Tucson Community Safety Program has little to show for efforts. A few weeks before that, you wrote about how the proposition that was passed in 2017 to fund road repair uh, now and at the sunset of it, five years in, has only seen 35 to 40% of the promised roadway done. If I had to figure out the storyline, Sam, and correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to be on the beat of lots of talking, not enough action, not enough progress. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's that's a common theme lately for sure. Uh, I just want to separate the Prop 101 story from the others at first. It's it's all the road work there is going according to plan. It is it's slow, but it's it's w was always planned that way, um, and it's going to be finished soon. But the other two, absolutely, it's it's definitely kind of trudging through, and uh, that's a source of frustration for a lot of city officials, from what I've heard. For sure. So, so maybe we maybe we divvy it up. Maybe we talk about uh, for the rest of this segment the piece that you just did um, on the climate action plan from the city mm -hmm. um, from the city of Tucson. Give me the summary of this piece in your mind for us today. Tucson hires a firm to craft a climate plan. We saw some fireworks, some sparks fly at council yesterday. Uh, where Mayor Romero defended all the planning and consultants that have been hired, whether it's for Los Reales or for some of these other projects. And Councilmember Kazachik and Cunningham were like, we've been at this conversation for two or three years and we're not seeing much action. It's time to go. It was a t an intense right. moment yesterday. So oh, yeah. Sam, give me your thoughts. What, what are you reporting on well, these Well, I mean, days? I guess that little spat was the gist of it. It's, it's 
a disagreement, I think, between some of the people on the council um, over what the best approach is moving forward on the climate plan. Two years ago, they all declared a climate emergency and right. and started putting forward some efforts to cut our carbon emissions and just be more environmentally friendly city. Um, and, and that wasn't part of this overall climate action plan that they're hoping to put together now. Those were earlier efforts, smaller, um, like glass reuse, plastic reuse. Um, but largely those haven't really gotten off the ground. They've kind of stalled. Um, and at this point, um, just I think maybe two, three weeks ago, the city hired a, a consulting firm for $400,000 to start crafting this overall overarching plan uh, that would include a bunch of new initiatives be much larger than these earlier ones. Um, but the question is, uh, out of some officials, why are we now spending all this money to have um, an outside group come in and tell us what we should be doing when we've already had these these things identified before and just haven't really executed? Yeah, it was interesting. Councilmember Kazachik brought up at the council meeting yesterday that a consultant had basically come to the conclusion that the city of Tucson should partner with local private utilities mm. on some of these efforts. And and there have been private utilities that have offered to help in certain ways with this Los Reales sustainability campus for not, you know, uh, for, for, for not less than 18 months. And there's this frustration of kind of what I'm hearing from council is we know what we need to do. We keep writing planning and planning to plan to do rather than just executing what we know needs to be done in incremental ways. Uh, is that what you're hearing when you're on the phone with these folks informing these inter these these pieces? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely what I'm hearing. It's it, there because these smaller initiatives exist that have already been identified. The city could, in theory, be doing things okay, small thing, smaller things at first, then start to to go into the the broader things that may require more money or or technical processes to to get done um but it, it seems like there's kind of an all at once sort of approach going on um and that ultimately is going to take more time than i think some officials certainly and probably residents want to see in terms of getting some of these climate initiatives off the ground and going um but like you said, there have been a ton of studies, there's been a ton of public outreach efforts, um, a ton of just planning in general. And, and at the end of the day, the planning needs to to be used to implement these things. And, and it just seems like it's it's sort of perpetual planning. And that's that's ultimately what I'm what I'm hearing. And when it when it comes down to it, uh, the question becomes, when does the money stop going into planning and start going into actual efforts? And that has yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Mayor Romero yesterday at the meeting pushed back pretty hard on mm -hmm. council members Cunningham and Kazachik. Right. It seems to be her view is we need to go slow now to go fast later. Um, uh, a guy by the name of Blake Morlock who writes for the Tucson Sentinel, almost the same weekend you did, oddly enough, mm -hmm. wrote a piece that Tucson has a 10-year plan to tackle climate change. Three to four years of it are going to be spent planning uh, is there still confidence on the council and should there be confidence in Tucson that, that there will be enough progress? If we go slow now to do a full process, will the last five or six years of this thing be fast and furious and effective? What are you hearing out there? Well, I mean, I think what Mayor Romero said is absolutely fair. There is a lot of planning that goes into things and you got to remember you're dealing with a, a 
government process. So there's a lot of steps that they have to go through, both in funding and in studying and in talking to people, as I, as I said. Um, but I think the real problem comes down to, uh, at some point, residents are going to want to see a track record of success, at some, uh, that things have actually been able to get done with this stuff. And uh, because that doesn't exist, I, I think also this is this fear exists among city officials. It's not entirely clear how much capacity the city has to actually get this thing done. It's great to say we can do all of this stuff, um, and it's great to make plans for it. But unless there's, it, it, it showed that the investment is worthwhile. Um, I think officials are going to continue to be skeptical about it, and I think that residents are. Um, possibly going to start to be more skeptical about it in the future as well. We're with Sam K. Mack in studio this morning, local government reporter for the Arizona Daily Star, wrote a piece called Tucson Hires Pricey Firm to Craft Climate Plan, Earlier Efforts Stuck in Limbo. We're speaking about the climate action plan um, that has been commissioned by the city of Tucson. They hired a, a consulting firm called Borough Happold uh, that does have mm-hmm. uh, a, a decent track record around the world. Um, but the conversation being had at a local level is uh, we've got a lot of things that are moving slowly that could be quickened in an incremental way. And there's some concerns that there's this emphasis on planning and planning all of it at once, uh, then getting to work on it now. And that's what, and that's what you've covered. And I mentioned this, Sam, and this is me editorializing now, not Sam. This is, these are not necessarily Sam's words. But I think one of the reasons why your pieces have stood out to me is I feel a, a trend of this in things like housing, in public safety, uh, in the climate change plan. There's a lot of sloganeering, but right. not enough at the uh, neighborhood level visible of progress on these things you know we know climate change is happening we have a generational housing crisis we have a we have a a, a worsening public safety crisis and it just seems we're moving at the speed of government when we literally can't afford to do that so i was curious to to get your thoughts um yeah like i said i mean you gotta it's really is important to keep in mind that you're dealing with a, when we're watching this we're watching a government work at the local level there's financial constraints there are a bunch of constraints so you have to give some leeway for that but um again i'm not speaking from my own point of view this is what i've heard there is frustration just around you know all of this 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 talk about great ideas and great things it's 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 worth something in a sense but it's only worth something when it actually comes to fruition and bears fruit and uh, it, it, it's it's I guess a general theme right now across the city in different areas as you mentioned that this is it, it's kind of it is a lot of talk it is a lot of planning and um, it, it's it's difficult to, mm. to say when that's gonna shift but people are gonna have to see that soon well council member has mentioned yesterday and we keep mentioning yesterday because that's the most recent council meeting. he said okay. people's mindset in this game of politics is what have you done for me lately Mm. Um, and, and, and that's an, always an interesting question. We're going to go to uh, a break here. And when we come back, I think we're going to go to a break in a second. You uh, wrote a piece called two years in Tucson community safety program has little to show for efforts. That was on February 17th. We'll come back and talk with Sam Kamak, local government reporter for the Arizona daily star about that on the other side. Tipping point returns 1030, the voice. CBS.
best news at the top and bottom of every hour. 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona, live out of the 1030 The Voice studio this morning. Sam Kamak is our guest, local government reporter for the Arizona Daily Star. We're talking about two of his recent pieces uh, 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 today here in studio. And I want to go to the second one. Uh, You wrote February 17th, Sam, two years in Tucson Community Safety Program has little to show for efforts. A community safety health and wellness program has promised to, uh, you wrote, usher in reforms to tackle issues such as mental illness and poverty, including an alternative form of policing that could save lives. Uh, Mm -hmm. You investigated that 
and um, you 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 found um, a lot of hat, but not much cattle. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a difficult program to even start to uh, describe because it's so broad and, and sort of nebulous at this point that it's it's difficult to to really get into but like you said the the goal is to address the root cause of violence and so that can be anything from um, making housing more available to having um, more medical resources for people who are drug addicts and, and need some help to get off of that um, and with all of that being said there's really it's it's a lot of conceptual um, ideas about how to move forward at this point. And um, one of the main things is this alternative form to policing. So they're not, the city is not totally sure what that's going to look like at this point. Um, it, it could be just kind of operators who have mental health expertise who are handed cases after the police go in and, and deal with some issue and can contact the the victim or the, I don't know, you'd call them suspect uh, in that case to get them some help after the fact. Um, it could be social workers who show up on calls with police officers um, or behavioral health specialist units who um, do sort of a, a mix of those two things, like work a, a one specific case in a holistic way. But those social workers haven't really even been hired yet. I, I, I wrote this article a month ago, so... There might have been some that have been hired as office staff, um, but at that point there hadn't been anyone hired. So to get that even off the ground and to make a, a plan about how that can move forward without staff, it, it becomes tricky. Um, and this, again, is something that's that's been talked about for two years. Um, and it, it's, I think, a lot of people, based on what I heard from reader feedback, were surprised that it had made such little progress during that time. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it also goes into not just that police effort. It goes into things like um, building on existing programs. So maybe uh, the police use this tactic where they pin, use data to pinpoint different crimes and, and increase their presence in certain areas, do things in certain areas. People who are working for this community safety program say, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, expand on that. We're gonna, we're gonna improve on that." Um, but uh, again, it's it's just it's not entirely clear what has to happen for them to be able to do that. So they're still sussing those things out. And mm -hmm. It's been yeah, two years about. Yeah, and we're kind of talking that that seems to be uh, a theme. The in the first time we talked about the piece that you just put out last weekend, Sam, about a climate action plan that has had similar uh, similar aspects, where there's been a lot of planning, a lot of conversation, not a lot of tangible progress in a two year period. And we won't talk about that anymore because we did in the first segment. But some specifics mm. you mentioned uh, a, that that this program got its first director about a month or two ago, mm -hmm. Sarah Lanius. Um, but uh, there were eight mental health uh, specialists that were supposed to be, that were authorized to be hired mm -hmm. that you mentioned in this piece that have been in the budget, uh, as I'm aware, have been line-eyed in the budget for 18 months that have not been, that have not been filled. Right. And that's, those eight are going to uh, make up the new director's staff. Um, so they're going to work directly in her office um, and, and really be... Um, the sort of generals to her 
leadership in, in steering this program in the right direction. Again, it, I, I wrote that article about a month ago. I don't know if she staffed up with those eight yet, but at that point they hadn't been. So without even that core team of people to move this thing forward and without a director until, you know, pretty much I'd say a month and a half ago, it's it's not been as cohesive a, a move forward as I think the city had made it, had wanted it to be um, yeah. at the beginning. So... Who knows? People uh, who I spoke with, even those who were uh, critical, did say that Sarah Lanius is is the person for the job. Um, so they're hoping that she can pull it together. And um, she's she said that uh, she expects some pl- solid plans and um, some some staffing results mm-hmm. at least by this summer. Uh, so I guess time will tell on that as well. Well, I think it's fair to say, uh, Sam, I think that the community should be behind the city's success on this, whatever mm-hmm. it is, because the problem is not getting better. We are seeing uh, uh, on par homicides right now with the record high that was 2021. We're seeing robberies go up. We're seeing you know car thefts go up. We're seeing a, a large number of the uh, of the level one crimes that we track go up from last year. Right. So we're not heading in the right direction. So whatever your solution is, and there's varied solutions, th- there needs to be one that's working. And I think that was the point of your, of your piece. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it, it, the numbers definitely show that it's not going in the, the best direction crime wise here. So it's, it, it's crunch time, I guess. And, and that's sort of what councilman Steve Kozicek said in that article as well. Um, it's, it, it's an issue that needs to be at least bandaided up right now. Um, and then maybe larger solutions down the road, but those efforts, I think, everyone in the city and residents I'm sure are as well eager to see those actually uh, get going. For sure. Sam, I could talk to you all hour, but I know you're on deadlines and you promised me two segments and I'm thankful for what you've given me. Uh, Any hints? I've got a minute out. Any hints at topics that you might be looking at down the road? I think people should read your work. I mean that genuinely. You do a great job. It's law form. It's investigative. It's the stuff we need in this community. you. You write for the Daily Star. Where can people find you? Uh, or my, or what, what topics, I'm sorry, are you looking what at? What topics? Yeah. Uh, I've got a few longer things in the work, longer stories in the work right now. Uh, I can't, uh, I'm not sure I want to really get too deep into what they're Fair about, enough. but uh, they'll. I think they'll be good, so you'll just have to take my word on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam hopes they'll be good. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I know they'll be good. It's, it's, been, it's been good stuff. Sam Kamak, where can people find you on social media? You're obviously on the Daily Star. Uh, Twitter is at KMAXSAM, so it's K, Amazon Michael, A-C-K-S-A-M. Sounds good. Um, uh, Sam, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Tucson, when we come back, a few words from me at the bottom of the hour news. Short segment because we're going to talk with the LSA Living Streets Alliance team about Seclovia, an exciting event coming up in our community uh, in not too long from now. Uh, shut down streets, families walking around, riding around. It's a good time. And uh, it's back after COVID. So looking forward to that. We'll be right back on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice.
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the 1030 The Voice studios this Friday Eve morning, a.k.a. Thursday, you're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. Uh, Matt Neely, the Arizona Daily Star, has uh, an investigative reporter. We have investigative reporting happening in this community at a level that I haven't seen in a really long time. I think Sam Kamak is the tip of the spear on that. I call him a pit bull in the newsroom. He is starting to ask what I think are the right questions uh, that need to be asked in a long-form journalistic way. And we had him on the show just a minute ago to talk about two of them, that being climate change and public safety. I think he's on the right track. And if you missed the interview, definitely check out the podcast later. He's doing some good work over there. Absolutely, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, I mean, to be clear, he's not an opinion writer. He's an investigative reporter. He writes down sure. what he hears. Yeah. And so I didn't want to push him into a corner. But I said, and he said, yes. I said, Sam, would it be fair to say that the theme of your last two pieces has been we're hearing a lot of words we're hearing a lot of plans. We're not seeing the results. And look, uh, th- this I want, I want to be clear. This comes from my passion to see some of the thorniest problems of our community get solved. Right, right. As a community, R or D, left or right, you know, Tucson or if you're listening from Oro Valley, we need uh, public safety to be good and working. 
We need homelessness to be solved. We need the economy uh, to be stronger. We need the wind to be at, in this case, the, those seven on the dais at the city council. We need the wind to be behind their back. We need to be asking the questions of why is urgent progress that is needed not happening? Why is it so slow? And uh, again, I watched the council meeting yesterday where council members Cunningham and Kazachik really pressed the issue and said, we have incremental things we can be doing on climate. We knew what the problems were when we, when we announced a climate emergency two years ago. Not only have we not done the small incremental steps that we know need to be done, but we are now hiring people to tell us what we already know and coming to the same conclusions that we did two years ago. Now, I mentioned this, and, 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 and Matt knows this because he listens to me every day, and you know this if you're listening. I love a good plan, right? This can be my weakness too. I love a good plan. Otherwise, sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of out there doing things, but I don't know, is it making sense? Am I over the target? A good plan lets you know you're over the target. And so I'm all for a good plan. But Sam's pieces are starting to dig into, we hear slogans, but we're not seeing solutions and actions at a level and speed that we need. And I think, Matt, it's been a long time since this community had someone actively um, asking uh, asking those kind of questions. And, and I think it was great to have, great to have Sam on the public, the public safety component that, you know, that Sam spoke to was we've had a plan for rethinking public safety that is now almost two years old, if not two years old, uh, and not much has been done. Uh, I was looking at the data earlier and according to TPD, we're seeing homicides on par with that number from last year. We're seeing more robberies, more burglaries, more motor vehicle theft, and more arson than at this point in 2021. I, I, I think the, the numbers tell a story that whatever the collective we, and by the way, we're, we should be on the same team, right? Let the state and federal level fight it out and do the, do the, do the stupid posturing they do. We're all on a team Tucson. We should all be rooting for success. That's not success. And I think it's on us to kindly, gently, forcefully say whatever we're doing isn't working because we love this community and we care. Chronically homeless has doubled from pre-pandemic levels. Homelessness is up 60%. As a neighborhood president, I, I, I see more emails of uh, concerns around homelessness and drug use and dumping. Uh, and we're talking about sanctioned encampments now in Tucson. The movie has played out on that. And, and it doesn't work. And again, on this, on, this, on this climate theme, let's start doing some incremental action. I'll have to close on this, but a friend sent me an exhibit from I think early 2000s in the city of Tucson. And, uh, and, I, and I think I got this right because I had this conversation yesterday and if I need to fact check it, I'll fact check it. But there was an exhibit, I think it was in downtown Tucson, 2011, that showed uh, all of the climate action plans since I think the 50s and showed it in a room. And clearly they didn't work. <laughs> you know? I mean, look, the desert is aridifying. 
someone said to me yesterday, climate action is a state or a federal issue. I actually disagree. I, I think the power of cities, the reason why I'm an urban guy, is that I think the best solutions to our most pressing problems belong at the city level. The best innovation, the best solutions you and I can find to our most pressing problems are found in our cities. Not in Phoenix, not in D.C. They're found in our cities. That's why I'm a local control guy. Even when I hate local decisions, I honor the ability of our localities to make decisions that are the best for us locally. I think the best decisions are found nearest to the issue, nearest to the ground. But I think it's, it's far time in this community. We say, let's have an honest conversation. If the work we think we've done, if the plans that we think we've made, if the words that we use, if the slogans we create actually are creating solutions. And I think by and far, we are heading in the wrong direction on climate action. We're heading in the wrong direction on homelessness. We're heading in the wrong direction on public safety. We're heading in the wrong direction on the economy, not because of my opinion, but because the numbers, I think, clearly say that. And I mentioned this earlier in the week, and we'll get out of here on this. I'm going to keep talking about our skill in space. I'm going to keep talking about the beautiful, amazing future that I think Tucson has all the pieces for. I'm going to keep being the optimist in the room, but I refuse going forward to waste your time and to waste my time by pretending that if we don't fix those things, the magic we know that is possible in this community won't happen. And I appreciate people like Sam Kamak who are willing to ask the questions in a journalistic way, right? Because a lot of, I mean, the mayor was voted in on climate change. People in Tucson want to make sure that we are preparing for a sustainable future. It is a community value to a large degree. So whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, it's time to be asking the questions as multiple council members yesterday did. These are good questions to ask. We shouldn't be offended by asking questions. I'll leave on this, Matt. I actually, I feel like a pastor. Pastors do this all the time. They'll tell you for 15 minutes, last thing, last thing, last thing. And I'm, I'm creating the same mistake. People in leadership in this community, God love you, are offended by questions. Our job is not to pat you on the back and congratulate you into infinity. Our job is to do that when it's deserved, and I try to do that. But our job is to ask the questions, not to be a jerk, not to be rude, not to picket your house. That's your private property. You deserve to have a good life too. But our job is to ask the questions. Don't get mad when we ask the questions. I've been in so many rooms the last month where leadership in the public sector got fussy that questions were being asked that's our job is to ask questions and say wait a second we voted on these values we just want to make sure it's progressing and if it's not let's have a check-in my friends two and a half years we're talking city of tucson issues two and a half years in it's time for a check-in we'll be back uh, after this break tipping point on 10 30 the voice will completely change topics Sophia is here. We're going to talk Seclovia, one of, I think, Tucson's best events. Living Streets Alliance and other partners put it together every year. We'll be back on the other side. One more segment to go. Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. Local and national politics, the issues that matter to you. 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk.
Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. This is Bill Buckmaster, the quarterly Tucson Air Service update during the noon hour on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. We're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you live out of the 1030 The Voice studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Inser on AM 1030 KVOI The Voice. Billy in-depth news, conversation, and talk about people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. Local government reporter Sam Kamak was our first guest of the hour. We're now in studio live with Sofia Gonzalez, the communications coordinator for Living Streets Alliance, talking Seclovia. Seclovia is back. 
Sophia, you're back. Good to see you. That's right. Good to see you. I'm happy to be here on the show today. Is this the first time you and I have talked on the show? This is the first time. No way. We've had LSA on quite a bit. I think it's been Emily once or twice mm-hmm. and yeah, part of the family now. But uh, <laughs> it's good to have you on. Thanks for thanks for doing this. So I was a little surprised. We were talking off the air. Um, Seclovia Tucson. We'll get into what it is. But I thought there was a Seclovia last year. No Seclovia mm-hmm. has been shut down since COVID shut everything down. This is the first Seclovia since COVID. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, we are incredibly excited to be back. After two and a half years, mm. the Banner University Medicine presents our Seclovia. Very cool. We'll be visiting our downtown South Tucson route. It's a five mile block party. And we are closing down streets to cars and opening them up to people to walk, bike, roll down the route. And this is a free event, March 27th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Very cool. Now, Tucson, Tucson invents a lot of great things. It did not invent Seclovia as a concept. This is something that happens in other places around the world where streets shut down and people bring their bikes out, they walk, they skateboard, they hang out and get to meet people and neighbors that they wouldn't get to at the speed of a car. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Seclovia originated in Bogota, Colombia, and then it has taken over the world. People recognize that streets are public spaces and we can close them down and see see what else they have to offer to us. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get more into that as we go on. Um, this is our 17th Seclovia. I was going to ask that question <laughs> next. How many times have you done this? 17 times in Tucson. 17 times in Tucson. Really? I've attended and I'm excited to now be behind the scenes and yep. and see it come come together. Seclovia started, Seclovia Tucson started back in 2011. So we are celebrating, I guess our 10th year. It's kind of hard when you're doing pandemic math. Um, Right, (laughs) right. 10 years. There have been years where you've done two of them a year, I take it. Yes. So we have done them two times a year by by biannual events, um, semi-annual events, I mean. And what we... What we hope for in the future with more support is to really see, I mean, why not Seclovia every day? (laughs) But it does take a lot of logistics. So right now we are at two events um, and happy to share more about that. For sure. Now, this isn't a race. We have a lot of cyclists listening. listening. This is not a a race. That's right. Um, You do not. It's a block party. It's a block party. You do not need a bicycle. This event okay. is for people of all ages and abilities. You can come to one of seven activity hubs and hang out there all day long. I know that there are nanas who are just going to be watching Seclovia from their front porch. And that is a perfectly good way of participating in Seclovia. You know, one of the things that I thought was a really great addition that COVID brought. COVID brought a lot of really bad things. One of the good things it brought was um, these kind of street cafes where certain street parking, there's a lot of parking downtown, by the way. Mm-hmm. This didn't take away more than a fraction of parking, but parking spots outside of restaurants were made into 
cafe spots. And I think there's something really powerful when people to get to engage each other on feet and wheels in a public space environment that you just don't kind of get in the normal way that we get around the community. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to that a little bit more. We've hinted at it. but <laughs> Yes. So while Living Streets Alliance was not doing the Seclovia thing that we do. We were doing community engagement events with the city to have ice cream. Uh, Parklet is the name of what you're referring yes. to. Um, there's also street tail and some, some other things like that. And what we were doing was demonstrating what else could be, what else could be done with the streets creating a little bit of fun, a little bit of activation, and then bringing in the city, bringing in community partners to offer resources or to offer information about what was happening on Tucson streets and what what was coming to those Tucson streets. Um, If it was somewhere where you were living, walking, working, or playing. Very cool. So so give me the route again that's going to be closed... You mentioned there's a route that you guys have figured out over time. Mm-hmm. Try makes it easier to, you know, get those things blocked off. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, what's the route of this? Yeah, so the route includes downtown and South Tucson. You can access the, this route at any of the points. Along the route, we will have seven activity hubs, and those are kind of great places to get started. And at each of these activity hubs, there will be local DJs, food trucks, and community partners who are going beyond the table with incredibly engaging activities. Very cool. Uh, what are some non-bike, non-cycling ways? Um, I'm assuming two feet work as well, but what are yes. some other ways that you've seen people enjoy this space? Yes, you can You can bring your your walking shoes, your rolling, um, you can bring your skate skateboard there will be skate ramps downtown you'll see you'll be able to watch the bmx the bmx bike jump stunts flying through the air it's pretty exciting um plenty of dancing downtown there will be a storm tunnel that you can stop by and enjoy and it's it's been really great to see all of our community partners who are so excited to pull together community resources and then deliver them in really fun and meaningful ways. Very cool. For individuals who may be coming from Oro Valley, Sabarita, Marana, mm-hmm. you know, northern parts of Tucson, what's the best way to kind of park near the area mm-hmm. and then enjoy this network of streets that are closed off to cars? You get to mm-hmm. walk in the street, hang out with people, visit mm-hmm. stores, see community partners, uh, but getting there, mm-hmm. and, you know, what's the information on getting there? Yes. Yeah, so people who are coming from further outside of town, um, there will be plenty of neighborhood parking all along the route. Okay. You know, it's expecting what you would when you're going downtown or when you're visiting a restaurant mm-hmm. in town. And for everyone else, we are really encouraging free public transportation. It's been such a, a good thing to have in Tucson. So if it hasn't, it's, if it's not, if you haven't been on, on public transportation before, I really encourage you follow the social media. They, 
make it super easy to be able to jump on a bus or the streetcar and then come come to the route. And Living Streets Alliance, of course, will be providing more of that information, more of those specifics. That way you can try something new or try something that you do every day um, to get to Sokovia a, a really fun time. Yeah. Yeah. The streetcar, which I think is normally $4 a day, mm-hmm. $2 a route. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, gratis. Uh, it's <laughs> gratis. It's, it's free. It's been free. So if you've never tried it before, you know, there's a mm-hmm. couple park and ride spots. I think the there's one at the Mercado San Augustine. Mm-hmm. Downtown Tucson Partnership, if you go and search that, mm-hmm. there's uh, also they show a lot of the different parking garages as well. Um, and uh, this should be pretty easy to, oh, to get yeah. down to. And it's super Definitely. cool, super cool experience. Yes, and if you're bringing your bicycle, there's going to be a bus at Seclovia parked so that you can practice putting your bicycle on and off the bus. So that's a pretty intimidating thing to do when the bus is in the middle of traffic and yeah. going on yes. to the next thing. Yeah, and because we don't do pullouts super well in Tucson, you know, mm-hmm. I'm usually the guy behind the bus going, come <laughs> on. So, well, Zach, you could be on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. I could be. I actually use public transportation quite yes, a lot. I know. I um, know you do. <laughs> uh, mo- mostly the streetcar because that's just what's nearest to me. But mm-hmm. Sophia, I want to make sure we get through everything on your list. There's, um, We could talk about this for an hour, but we have probably two more minutes on this. Anything that we haven't discussed that our listeners need to know or should know about Seclovia? Oh, definitely. So, Zach, there will be thousands act- of activities. Um, the magic of Seclovia has been the high levels of collaboration with our downtown and South Tucson partners, and that's what it takes to pull off this event. So, we are super encouraged by everyone's excitement. Um, we are looking for volunteers, so if you're interested in getting more involved, please sign up for a shift to keep one of the intersections safe and fun for people and families to cross roads. You can go to seclovia2sun.org and we really look forward to seeing you out on March 27th, Sunday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I can't wait. And I'm really glad, Sophia, that that this is back. Uh, Again, I thought that a version of this had happened last year, but Mm -hmm. it's been two and a half years and Mm -hmm. this is really, uh, really a staple um, of, of, of Tucson. We have about a minute left. Anything else you want to plug for Living Streets Alliance, kind of the organization that puts on this signature event? Mm-hmm. Anything you guys are up to that's of interest? Oh, we're up to lots of things. We're concluding our Seclovia remix. That's been a series of group bike rides and pop-up party pop-up parties in parks. And then we will, with the city, be sharing more about Prop 411 and dispelling some concerns around this proposition that is the continuation of a half-cent sales tax for delivering the roads that Tucsonans asked for. That's good. Yeah, uh, I'm supportive of it. And I did a deep dive on all the concerns. I didn't just sign off on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm part of organizations that supported it. My concern is that we're just not getting enough people doing what you're doing. Uh, And thank you for doing it. We're not getting enough people talking about it at any level. And it's coming up. Oh, it's, it's in May. It's, special it's, elections, Tucson. Don't Let's me, go. <laughs> hey, and if you didn't know uh, that there's a special election in May, not necessarily your fault, but there you go. There you special go. Special <laughs> election. If you live in Tucson, you're going to get a ballot and it's going to ask you about Prop 411. We should probably have you back on, Sophia, to talk about that. But Sophia manages communications, Living Streets Alliance. We're talking Seclovia today. Thanks for being on. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. First time on. Can't believe it's taken this long. (laughs) Tucson, when we come back tomorrow, we're going to join the University of Arizona at South by Southwest. 
I've heard that there might be some uh, some cricket tacos eaten live on the show. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but looking forward to that. We'll talk to Austin tomorrow. We'll also talk about some health care costs as well. Hugh Hewitt up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon. Tucson. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs>